Thanks for joining us. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Rev with Rachel, where we recreate, enlighten, and vibrate in our radiance. I am Reverend Dr. Rachel Whetstone, but just call me Rachel. This podcast is the place to learn about really feeling our emotions, mastering the mind, being aware of our energy, and tuning into our own intuition for the purpose of living in love, bliss, freedom, peace, health, and what I call our godly potential. I would love to stay connected with you. If you want Rev updates about Rev with Rachel and living a Rev life, please go to RevWithRachel.com and enter your name and email address. And you can also like Rev Life on Facebook. Today's episode is Spiritually Aware Parenting with Christina Fletcher. Welcome, Christina. Hello. It's lovely to be here. Thank you. Uh, so lovely to connect with you. As I was telling you before the recording, I've been wanting um, a parenting type message on this podcast for a long time and I heard you somewhere else and I was like this is perfect (laughs) fantastic that's what I like to hear (laughs) yes oh my gosh such an important message I mean because so much gets ingrained into us as children and as awake parents you know how do we just re recontextualize and create a new paradigm for earth and our children (laughs) and life going forward Absolutely. You know, it's, I think there's no other situation in life, I think, that we're given this role that we kind of carry about our necks, that people kind of say, oh, you're a parent. Here's Mm -hmm. what you do. You know, as kids, I always remember as kids that, you know, people will, you know, you'll play it, play an imaginary game and it turns into, well, I'm going to play mom. And it was a role back then. And as soon as we give birth to children, it becomes a role again, doesn't it? And, And in that role, so many people lose their sense of self and mm. they lose that connection to being that deeper version of themselves. And so many shoulds flow in and it's all that programming, just like you said, and you just go, oh, wow. <laughs> it's, a <laughs> yeah. lot, it's a lot of unpacking there. So, oh, yeah. yeah. And I mean, why is this being that I love so much triggering so much inside of me? <laughs> absolutely. And how do I not pass on that triggering? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you start with telling us about your, you know, how did you get to become speaking and teaching and leading others in this arena? Um, Well, there's a bit of a a long story within that, but I had been focusing on my own spiritual journey before meeting my husband and before becoming a mom. And I'd been kind of prowling in the pathways of mysticism for a while and studying at university and really trying to uncover my path. And then a few magical things happened to lead me to meeting my husband and it was all rainbows and glorious. And then all of a sudden uh, we gave birth to our first daughter. And then 10 months later we gave birth to our second. Mm -hmm. And from kind of honeymoon phase that was universal and magical and spiritually enlightened, we went to being basically homeless living at my parents with two babies under 10 months, under a year. And it Mm. went chaos, total chaos. And I had a lot, all this programming kind of bubbled up of how to be in control and how to keep schedules and how to, you know, put things in place so that Mm. you could maintain the position of control. And I found myself spiraling 
and spiraling and spiraling. And I couldn't even find that version of myself that I'd been getting to know with such a passion. Mm. And uh, it was finally, I guess about two and a half years later, when I could still see we were headed out to go to the park with our daughters. And our youngest, who was a total firecracker, and knew her own mind to, to, to everything of her being, mm-hmm. um, she didn't want to go. And so she's standing there screaming that she didn't want to go. And I'm literally trying to force her into her stroller. And suddenly, and I'm crying and she's crying. And finally, it was like the heavens opened up, I swear. And it was just like, you're trying to force her to go to the park to have fun. <laughs> I just went, this makes zero sense. And I realized that I'd been in a total turmoil of frustration and stress and I was always feeling exhausted and I was so heavy and I just kept crying Mm -hmm. and I was just in this mess and I finally just let her out of the stroller and I believe we shifted the day around and all of a sudden I realized I wanted to start listening to them because there must be something that they're trying to tell me Mm -hmm. and and that was really the birthplace of that um And after a few years of really unpacking my own things and wanting to tune into what it meant to be really present with them and to not, that I didn't, I wanted to feel good. I didn't want to be always mad and frustrated. Mm -hmm. And I realized that my kids were not in charge of my happiness that, and I wasn't in charge of theirs. And I think that aha moment was really a clincher for me. Wait a second, my focus, my connection my process, I am in charge of how I feel um, and how things ground within me, that then led to this journey of self-discovery on a deeper, deeper level, taking everything that I'd been studying before and allowing it to flow through the eyes of my kids and my relationship with them. And suddenly, like, then my son was born, oh, six years later, and Mm -hmm. I had a very spiritually aware pregnancy with him, which is actually how I wrote my first book. Um, and I really connected to his spirit, even through pregnancy, which was at a very tumultuous time of my life. And when he was born, it was instant recognition. And from that point on, spiritually where parenting was born with him, and it led to a lot of writing, a lot of blogging. And then I took my, I'd always had, uh, a calling to do healing work and energy work. But then I finally did some training in that area. And then that's what led to where I am now. So now I help parents tune into themselves and find that deeper connection so that they can show up with their kids as themselves, energetically, as well as consciously. Yeah. Oh, I love it. What a beautiful story. I mean, it's a little lengthy. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> not but, um, and that's, it's, come and I think a lot of parents are awakened to that they're like I don't want to be reacting this way I don't want to be frustrated that was my feeling just felt heavy and hard just to get them out of the house and into the car to go somewhere and um, I didn't want to yell so I didn't yell but I could feel it on the inside and so I started asking different questions but so you kind of did touch on you know what is what does it mean to be spiritually aware but describe that more like what does that look like and feel like Whenever I describe the concept of spiritually aware parenting, I always draw attention to the word aware because nobody's spiritual all the time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So 
spiritually aware parenting means that you are aware that we are all more than these physical bodies and that we are spiritual beings having this experience. It opens you up to the fact that you yourself have a greater version of yourself and your child has a greater version of themselves. Um, it opens it up to the fact that we become aware to emotional guidance system, to the fact that the universe is flowing, to the, everything about who we are in this greater universe. And to be present within that, within parenting, means that you, like you said, you ask different questions. You listen differently. You see if your child's having a tantrum, like let's use that as an example, okay? Spiritual parenting, people always say, okay, but your kid's in a tantrum. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. okay. So your kid's in a tantrum. Um, whereas conventional parenting would say, oh my goodness, their behavior is so out of control. We have to wrap this up quick and pack everyone off to the car. Um, in spiritual parenting, you look at that and go, okay, my child is feeling very disconnected from who they really are. They are feeling either very uncomfortable in their body or they're feeling very energetically ungrounded. Something's feeling very off. Your first question becomes, how do you find presence within yourself? Because spiritual parenting understands that we all reflect and bounce off of each other. So often a child, you'll come in stressed and your child picks up the stress and goes, oh my goodness, I'm feeling stressed. And we go, oh my goodness, our children are stressed. So then we get more stressed. Mm -hmm. So you understand the cycle of energy as a spiritually parenting, as spiritually parent, and you stop, you ground, you focus within, focus on your breath, you plug into whatever spiritual source you plug into, and then you meet your child where they are. And you find their own sense of grounding and center before you try to jump into a fixing mode. You help them find, find center. So spiritually parenting encompasses the fact that uh, life happens and the emotions can be flying out the window due to where your mind has gone, your focus, something that you're sensing in the air. They, they can, there's a lot of intense energy right now and mm -hmm. kids are picking up on it. And parents are running around saying, oh my goodness, how do I help my kids and get them... Mm, stable and often that's it's being forgotten that they're actually picking up on all the energy that's around them so mm -hmm. they, it goes deeper it goes it, it goes into the deep presence of who everyone is and how to find presence groundedness and then create focus of positive energy and connection did that answer oh. that question yeah. yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. then, like how? So if you, I know you do energy healing also. So mm -hmm. we're, we're, as a parent, we're looking at, it's a lot about healing ourselves and be, it is. being connected to ourselves and who we are, that finding that inner peace within ourselves and coming from that. Is that correct? Um, most clients I work with usually are rather surprised at the beginning when I say I don't start off by looking back. Mm -hmm. um, because healing can be a little bit of a rabbit hole that without the right lantern to guide your way, you can just keep going down and down and down. Um, there's a funny thing where, where my 
key phrase that I always use in absolutely everything I work in is where attention goes, energy flows. So with that in mind, you want your attention to be on how you want to be, how you want to feel, what you want to grow into, rather than looking too far back into the, what have I done? What's happened to me? Where has this taken me? You do do that work, uh, but you want to do it from a place of connection. So my first suggestion is always, how do you find that sense of grounded balance within yourself in this moment? I like to see it as plugging in. So I see spiritual energy, source, God, spirit, whatever you want to call it, as electricity. Just like it's flowing through the walls, you can only access it when you plug something in. So how do you plug in to the universe? That can be meditation. It can be a quick glance to the sky. What um, Energetically, uh, the energy tool that I always offer everyone is focusing on your feet because energy flows above you and flows all the way down through you. So energy comes from the universe, flows down through you and down into the ground. So true groundedness comes on simply focusing on your feet because where attention goes, energy flows. So if you focus on your feet, you can feel totally present and totally grounded within yourself in that moment. It's a nice quick little tool. And yet at the same time, prayer can do it. Journaling can do it. There's so, such a vast array individually uh, will, will, will strike each person differently, right? Mm-hmm. So what plugs you in? And you find your sense of plugging in so that you can get to know yourself, deeply get to know yourself, truly connect to that version of you. And then you're going to find that little beliefs pop up. You're going to find um, triggers come up. Your kids might do something that triggers you. And you want to find that space of connection before asking yourself, why is this triggering me? After, you can ask yourself, why is this triggering me? Why am I responding this way? Why did I feel that surge of anger? Then you can go back. You can clear it out. Um, You can do something like the Ho'oponono or do something that releases and forgives what's coming up to you. But it really does always come back to finding that space of center. What plugs you in? Yeah. So that's really where you begin. Mm -hmm. And I love, so we're speaking to a different potential. I think so much of the story out in our culture is that like our kids make us angry. They're the ones doing this to us. But I... Mm -hmm. Um, I like on your website, you talk about how when we're self-aware and connected, life becomes deeper, Mm -hmm. easier, happier, and more fulfilling. Mm -hmm. So there, right, there's a new potential or possibility for us. Absolutely. Um, When, and what's interesting is it's ever giving. So if you find that plugging in that grounded space, that center for yourself, and then you will be generating that deeper sense of life. Uh, Suddenly you see things through different eyes and you connect to your children differently. But what's great is, is that even when, when your children pick up on the energy of you doing that, that's what they're closest to. Half the time children will be acting in a certain way. You know, when your child's always trying to get you to play or joke around or something, they're really trying to call you back to your highest version of yourself. Mm. They understand spirit. And so within that, there, 
there's this beautiful kind of reflecting that the deeper the work you do on yourself, the more your kids recognize that you're doing that deeper work. And all of a sudden, it's not this spiral of quote unquote behavior, uh, quote unquote, um, it just, it, it, it's not, it's not the chaos mm-hmm. because they're sensing on a different wealth of beingness and they're feeling freer to be themselves. It creates, I, I always like to say that it's, it's, it's removing the sense of a role and all of a sudden you're developing a relationship. I don't think there's any other relationship in the world that we bring in all of the baggage like we do in parenting. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like there's no, well, you should do it like this and should do it like this when it comes to your friendships. And you just go, you wouldn't treat your friends the way you do your kids. Like, you just mm. wouldn't. But when you dive into saying, okay, you're actually not in charge of my happiness and I'm not in charge of yours. I'm going to connect to my deeper sense of self and work from the inside out. Suddenly, you're just more present with your kids. And suddenly those discussions and conversations and you can be more vulnerable and more honest and you're a person and they're a person and you just show up for each other. Mm-hmm. So it's a relationship. I love that. Like you're a person, they're a person. It, it brings to mind this concept. I feel like we, as parents and our culture, it's like, oh, we have to teach our kids all of this and project all of our beliefs onto them. And they have to do what we, you know, be involved because whatever reason yeah. oh, <laughs> and instead yes. instead like finding that place within them that like I think of uh, uh everything that a oak tree needs to become is in already in the acorn it's like with our children everything's already in there 100 percent, and even more so I would say that um everything is thriving there already um I learn so much from my kids daily um and even from the moment, I, mean, I remember my son being you know, a small infant sitting in his chair and I would just look at the world through his eyes and I was like, you have this all figured out and your perception is totally <laughs> right. You know, he just arrived in his physical form and he's like looking at his fingers and he's going, whoa, what are these? This is amazing. <laughs> you know? And, and even, you know, trying his food for the first time. And when he was like tasting it and letting it roll around, I have this image of him being, I guess he was almost two and he was sitting at his water table and he was fascinated by the water in his water table. And then all of a sudden a snail caught his eye and the whole energy of focus just went right to that snail. And he sat there for like 10 minutes watching the snail. Cross. And you could see this, I'm human and this is amazing. Mm. And that insight, you just go, what a better lesson to be taught by, by a child. You know, they understand that life is life is life. It's not about what you achieve. It's not about what you have. It's about life. It's about being alive. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's every single movement, every single sensory experience that is something that we all tend to forget about, mm-hmm. especially in the age of computers. Um, so, so that is something that I think our children arrive not only just with all the tools that they need, they arrive with a perception that, in all honesty, society teaches out of them. Out of them. Mm-hmm. And we're all reminding ourselves of that. And the 
goal is, is, you know, we're all reminding ourselves, like we all had it taught out of us, right? And that's okay. Let's like, let's say that like blatantly, right? We came with the knowledge that we were going to forget. This isn't like something that we need to be hard on ourselves. Oh my goodness. How did I forget this? No, like, I mean, we all did. We all knew we were going to, that was kind of the point. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but watching our children have it. And with that knowledge that we can bring to parenting, it's like we get to help them have the tools that they don't have to forget completely mm-hmm. and remind themselves to bring themselves back to themselves. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, that makes me think about a part of this like healing journey um, mm. of becoming spiritually aware is uh, returning to that playfulness and the mm. lightness and the laughter. And I just feel about, you know, children that we can get stuck as families like oh we have to do this have to do this we have to go here we the you know all the doing but instead of like having the space to flow um some a song that kept popping into my head when my boys were little was um just Whitney Houston and let them lead the way oh yeah it was just like oh stop like I don't have to hypermanage everything like let them lead the way and it just created more space in our life and more playfulness and absolutely 100 percent um we've always we've homeschooled since like day one Uh and it's been really interesting because especially with our son who came in here with you know came to earth basically saying okay I think I've got this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and we we haven't really argued with him, although sometimes it surprises us. Like, oh yeah, you actually do have this. Um, <laughs> he actually sways to the more unschooling persuasion. So he's basically been unschooled simply because that's the way he said it had to be. And you know, it was it's been fascinating watching him embrace learning through that sense of passion. Oh, I'm really mm. interested in this, mom. Okay. I'm going for it. I'm going to learn this and this and this. He he learned reading because he learned how to read simply because he decided that it was time and he really wanted to read this other stuff, mainly about Minecraft. And you go, Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Go for it. So it was, there was with him learning has become a a life of passion and it's been really interesting to watch. And then you have the, I'm listening to so many conversations right now, mainly like, you know, with clients and online of people going, well, you know, everyone's faced with these education issues and, and everyone's so concerned about how to make a school day at home. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly, you summed it up perfectly when it's like, make it light, make it about fun and let your kids have space to explore their world. What do they come up with? They have ideas. They have inspirations. They have moments of boredom and boredom, is a magic ingredient in so many ways. (laughs) You know, it's like, great, you're bored. Finally, nothing else is distracting you from your true self. Mm -hmm. What does your true self want to do? You know, try things out, you know, experiment, have some fun, make mistakes. It's all good. It's, we've been raised and as a society, as well as individually, that that we have to have things to do and we have to have things that are controlled and we have to have this nice little box that moves around with us. And when you actually go, okay, but wait, why? What is my why? Why do I have to do this? You know, I remember like, you know, getting in the no train habit with my kids. No, no, no. Can I do this? No. Can I do this? No. Can I do this? And I'd watch it and the word was popping out of my mouth. And finally I was like, 
wait, what exactly are they asking? And why am I saying no? Why? And I could not come up with a reason. So it was like, if I, I made myself the rule right there and then, if I couldn't say my why to why I was disagreeing with something, then I would say yes. Because mm. I had to have the reason. And it's the same with everything of like, wait a second, why do I need to make this decision really fast? Why do I need to um, do it this way? Why do they need to learn this right now? Why, like, you just keep asking those whys and you're literally asking your, your spiritual source. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how all of a sudden you get little answers. And sometimes you actually do get the answer of like, well, because they have to do this. And you're like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I love that you're speaking to that intuitive potential. Like we, re- we can literally be guided in our parenting too. Absolutely. And get, like, I think it's so fun when we get the messages like directly from our kids, <laughs> like, oh. oh, that was so enlightening. Thanks for saying that. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, it's, um, it's, you can co-parent with spirit and spirit has a very good um, guidance system because you can use, you know, your emotions because suddenly something will feel horrible and you go, if you stop and listen to that and go, okay, wait, this is actually feeling really bad. So maybe it's not my spiritual highest path. Mm. And you can listen to that. At the same time, too, you can ask for things. There's been numerous times in my parenting that I have literally looked skywards and just said, I have no idea how to help them on this problem. I need a solution. And within 24 hours, every single time, something mm. will come up. The phone will ring. I'll get an email. Um, something will just unfold and I'll be like, oh yeah, okay, that works. Thanks. That's good. Yeah. (laughs) I can use that. Um, yeah. Alignment, um, showing up, being, it's important to be, uh, to find the vulnerability and courage to be willing to make a mistake and try something else. Mm -hmm. But, but really listening to that intuition. Yeah. hundred percent. Oh, I love yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I have this thing that's coming up going into fall and I have had my kids in, in the school system and, mm-hmm. but the, with the distance learning, I mean, we did that in the spring and it was fine, but now I've, I've been with them all summer and I like the end of summer and then they go back to school. So now I, I've been feeling it and I've been surprised by it, this angst of like the unknown of fall and that you know, while they're going to start the school year two days a week, it could end up being full distance learning again, but it's, um, I'm just glad we're having this conversation right now, honestly. <laughs> I, I think it's a good uh, reminder. <laughs> it, you know what? It's really interesting because 2020 has been the most, it, it, it's just been a fascinating year if you see it from the perspective of your deeper self right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was just speaking at the breakfast table with my family today and we were talking about 2020 and I said, you know, 2020 is like if you take the entire world and then you, you provide it with so many things to distract us in every direction and upset us and pull us apart and, and make us question everything and often feel powerless in all directions. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, you add the fact that it, there's never been a more important time to find that sense of grounding and rootedness and uh, focus on your highest self 
because when you can do that, it's amazing the energy that's flowing through this year. Solutions Mm -hmm. flow so quickly. And I think every single parent who is in the school system, especially, um, is, is, is dealing with that same anxiety that you're facing. Um, and even homeschoolers, because most homeschoolers, I, we all will have events that we go to. That, like, you know, my son was supposed to go to a forest school twice a week and that got pulled out. Mm-hmm. They were taking classes and things up. You know, there's things that were happening. So even homeschoolers are faced with that. And you have to take one day at a time. Mm, right. Yeah. You have to take one day at a time. And dive deeper in that sense of you are allowed to claim what you need to find your balance. So often uh, when I speak to parents, they forget that. You are allowed to tell your boys, you know what, guys? I need my half hour or an hour. I need to do this and I need to do that. I need to go into the bedroom and I need to make sure I do my meditation and my yoga and I need to do this and that Mm -hmm. and that. What do you guys need? Um, what do you need to do to find your balance? What are you going to do? If you're doing distance learning on, on screens, what do you need to do so that you don't get totally, you know, so your soul doesn't take off a term that we use around this house. Because, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> you know, we all get drained out sometimes. So what are you going to do to create that grounded sense and get into your body? You know, what can we do? If they're going to school, uh, it's a, if, even if it's two days a week, what can you do in those two days a week that provides you with that sense of balance? Make sure it doesn't turn into, okay, and now I can get everything done. I okay. Know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and you feel yourself drained out by the time they come home, you're like, <laughs> 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 yeah. rather be it as, okay. So for an hour every day on those days, that's my self care time. That's the time that I'm really making sure I really connect with myself and I'm taking care of myself. And it's really where I find that balance and, Hey, spirit, you and me, that's our date. We've got this. Mm-hmm. Um, keep it as that sense. And and then get your things done, but keep tabs on each other. Keep connected with each other. It's an amazing, amazing time for spiritual individual growth. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think that's what so many people, we started off lockdown with that intention. So many of us started with this, okay, here we go. We're all locked down. We're all in this, you know, time for inner work. But as the year has gone on, it's been easy to be scattered with that. Mm-hmm. And so many things have taken the focus off of that. And I think it's really important that going into the school year, I always see September as rebirth, a time of, like, I always yeah. see September as new year, right? Mm-hmm. I always draw the line in the sand. And I just told everyone over in my Facebook group, okay, guys, you know, <laughs> deal with it. Here we are. It's renewal. Release what's been because we're headed forward into creating what we want. Mm -hmm. And what does that look like for your kids? How do they set the intention? What's the ideal outcome? I mean, really, virtual school mixed in with two days a week. It's pretty sweet. You know, it's like it's pretty good in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of magic that can happen when you're reshuffling the system. So what does it look like? How does it feel? My very favorite question. If you want to get quick, like quickly tuned in to your spirit or give yourself an anchor for your spirit is you just ask yourself, how do I want to feel? And then you ask yourself, what can I do to feel the way I want to feel? And you'll find you can 
chart your course. Why feeling? Because your feelings, your emotions are the language of your heart and therefore the language of your spirit. Your, your, your emotions will guide you. If something's feeling stressful, it's your spirit's way of saying, yeah, there's a different way for this. Mm-hmm. And if you all of a sudden shift to a space of joy, it's a sign of you being spiritually connected to who you really are. Mm-hmm. You can follow that path. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I love how that can be our signal to when is something a yes for me or for us or when is something a no for me or for us. Absolutely. You know, I mean, we can tune into that guidance. Absolutely. And what I love about that is doesn't it slow things down? You yeah. know, so many people right now are like coming to me. They're like, I have to make the decision now. Do I homeschool? Do I school? I've got to figure this out. And I'm like, try one. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to actually have all the answers. This is what Brené Brown calls as a first time an FFT, right? Where it's like, you've never been in this position before. So give yourself the grace to say, I don't know. I'm going to try this. Let's try it. How mm-hmm. does it feel? Oh, doesn't feel so good today. Uh, okay. Mental health, emotional health. That's where priority is. Spiritual connection. That's where the priority needs to be. What an amazing thing. We're teaching our kids through our own stumbling that your emotional, mental, and spiritual well-being is the number one priority. That listening to your emotional guidance system is the way to find your solutions. Mm-hmm. They're growing with a concept of how to deal with a crisis how to tune in, how to trust your heart, how to trust your intuition, how to listen to your spirit. And they're watching it in like action, mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. It's powerful. I can, yeah. <laughs> it's I can listen time. to you talk about this all day. <laughs> oh, hey, anytime. <laughs> I could talk about it all day. So that works out well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what else do we need to know? What, any final thought for the listeners? I would say, I, I would say, make sure that you're gentle with yourself. Uh, it's so tempting to go into these kind of things going, okay, so I need to do this and I need to do this and I need to do this. Oh no, I've messed up. You know, there's this turmoil of feeling like the end of the world is going to happen or you're going to damage your kids if you have a bad day. You need to be gentle with yourself. You need to, you know, hands on heart, I was talking to a woman the other day and she said, you know what, just try to do best, better every single day. And I was like, what a beautiful way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Promise yourself that you're working on being the best version of yourself. That's, well, yeah. Promise yourself you're going to be the best version of yourself or be aware of the best version of yourself. At the same time, remember that the best version of yourself is literally standing over your shoulder saying, I can help you do that. Mm-hmm. It's not hard work. It's about letting go and being it. Yeah. Oh, I love it, letting go. And I love on your website you speak to how our children will benefit from our calmer, <gasps> more present, clearer self. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you're not, what you're working on, right, is is the fact that you're 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 lifting off the the pressures of stress that are building around most of the world and you're saying wait I can go deeper than this I can take a step aside I still have to deal with that stuff but I can take a step aside and align to my heart and my true self first 
your kids watch everything. So therefore, when you've done that, when you find that space of calm and connection and alignment, and you're plugged into your spirit, mm-hmm. or at least working on it, being aware of it, right? Yeah. When you're aware of that, your kids will sense a shift. My daughters will tell you when I turned to being a conscious parent mm-hmm. and focusing on my own heart space first, they will tell you that awareness was like a light bulb to them. They are more aware of their own stress because they watched me with my own stress. Mm-hmm. They're aware of their own connection based on, you know, my own connection. Even that I've watched them evolve and move forward in spaces that I didn't think was possible. I mean, they're, they're teenagers now. So they're like 17, eight, headed into 18. Mm-hmm. And the other day I was listening to them talk and they were talking about oh tiredness. They were doing TikTok dances or something and they were too <laughs> tired to do them. And so my eldest said, oh yeah, you've been too tired. And my second daughter said, oh, you're calling me out. And my eldest said, I'm, I'm calling your body out. I'm not calling you out. And I was just like, oh, that's how it shows up. Wow. I was like, that, that's it. Like that's, sh- I, I didn't teach them. I didn't, you know, and that's, if you talk to her and ask her about, you know, spirituality or religion or anything, she would kind of go, well, I don't really know what I think. I just know it works. She's like, I know that the universe is there. She's like, I know that this deeper way of living works. They've developed the sense of themselves deeper than what the world is presenting in front in physical self. Oh, gorgeous. So that's where it goes. Yes. <laughs> so I can tell you now, 17 and 18, you do this work and that's where it goes. I yes. just look at them and wonder. From within. It's this Absolutely. within us. And, and you know, we, you yeah. listen to them talk. When you have that level of understanding and consciousness of that, letting that bubble up and letting that be within, you know, they might get some nasty comments or something because they are quite big on TikTok. Somehow that happened. I don't really know how. <laughs> and, and, you know, they'll get some comments of someone being nasty and they'll just be like, huh, that wasn't very nice. And they'll just delete it. It's not intruding on their sense of self because yeah. they've built that up within themselves. By, by us, by my husband and I, working on um, our own selves, they have the freedom to work on themselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Beautiful. So lovely. So, the listeners want to learn more. Um, How would you like for them to connect with you? Well, by all means, they can come over to the website and see more things there. So, that's spirituallywhereparenting.com. I also have a pretty active Facebook group, which is the Spiritually Aware Parenting Community. So, by all means, they're welcome to check that out. So, both of them, by all means. Awesome. Thank you so much. This has just been delightful. Such a powerful topic and shift that we can make for ourselves, in our families, in our homes, and, and then what it will bring to the world is just... It's, it, it, you know. it, it can be a rabbit hole in itself. It just keeps giving and giving and giving and giving. <laughs> it's like, sometimes I go into these things, I go, where are we focusing? Because this could go in so many directions. <laughs> But it's a joy. I love it. Fantastic. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Rev with Rachel listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's a pleasure to share these important life transforming and healing topics with you. As always, remember to rev, recreate, enlighten, and vibrate. Thank you for listening. Until we meet again, be love. 
EWN Podcast Network.